on this episode of Fantasy NFL Today. Oh my God, we have a jam-packed show for you. So much that we have to get through this intro quickly. We're talking Start Sit, our new segment, Lock It Up. You have to meet the boss and find out what turtle power is. Sounds crazy, I know, but it all starts now. Fantasy NFL Today presented by Hoopball. Today is Friday, September 10th. I am your host, Anthony Germain, and you can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday, all one word. And this is the show, the one I am the most excited for. We have a jam-packed episode with lots of great information as we head into the weekend to kick off the start of the NFL regular season. We're going to begin with all your fantasy questions you may have when it comes to who to start or who to sit. If I don't touch on any of the players you have, you can always reach out to me at that Talking Sunday handle on Twitter. So we're going to start with the stardom and sit em segment. Then I'm going to tee you up with our brand new segment that will air every Friday called Lock It Up, where I will give you my best picks for the weekend against the spread for all you players betting against the market. I'll then bring on The Boss, a true expert within the betting market that's been doing this since the mid-1970s. I promise you, you won't want to miss that. Just a very knowledgeable guy who's been surrounded by that lifestyle his entire life. And then we'll close out this banger of an episode with another new segment called Turtle Power, where the guys and I will each give our singular best bets against the spread that will enter into a super contest type pool. Lots to get to, so let's get started with the top starts and sits for the week. And before we start this, just a little disclaimer here off the top. You're not going to hear me in this segment ever tell you to start any of the premier guys. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, or Tyreek Hill, any of those guys in that upper echelon, you'll never hear me recommend to start them because no matter the matchup, you're always most likely going to start them. I will, however, discuss if those players have tough matchups and let you make the decision if they're worth benching for someone with a more favorable matchup on your bench. Most of these starts and sits are going to be guys that you may have drafted late or picked up off your waiver wire as other options if someone in your starting lineup has an extremely difficult matchup. So let's get to it. I have three quarterbacks that have popped up on the list that you can possibly use as a streamer. And number one is Carson Wentz. Now, this one is an interesting one to keep your eye on because all pro guard Quinton Nelson and left tackle Eric Fisher are questionable for the game. But if these two start, Wentz will be playing behind one of the best pass blocking lines in the game against Seattle. With how long Wentz usually likes to hold on to that ball, he should have plenty of time to read the entire play as it draws out and make his Superman plays throughout the game. Number two, I have Mac Jones. New England is certainly going to pound the rock all game long, but I can see the Rook finishing out the day possibly with three passing touchdowns. Can't you just see it in the headlines already? The media going nuts, claiming this guy is the rookie of the year and San Francisco passed on him and all that crap. I don't care that he's going against the Dolphins defense. I don't care that he's a rookie quarterback. New England possesses a top three offensive line in the game, and he should have ample time to read the defense and play ball like he did for the Crimson Tide. Number three, my boy Jalen Hurts. The Jalen Hurts era has officially began in Philadelphia, and I've been touting him now for months. Hertz will square off against in what should be a high-scoring affair with the Atlanta Falcons, and the Eagles' offensive line is finally back to full strength, and that's something a lot of people are sleeping on. The offensive line hasn't been healthy for the last two seasons, and now it's back at full strength. I like the offensive line's run advantage against the Falcons' front seven, and that's exactly what Hertz does best. He's going to kill them on the ground with his legs, and as we know in fantasy, 
rushing yards, and touchdowns from our quarterbacks are gold. And now who to sit? Number one, Matt Ryan. I keep telling everyone that the Eagles will surprise everyone this year. And Matty Noodle Arm is in for a rude awakening come Sunday. Yes, the Eagles defense is not the scariest, but it's loaded with veteran experience. Derek Barnett, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham are 100% going to rain fire and hell down against that Falcons offensive line. And it's not just the noodle arm that worries me. It's his lack of movement. He's a statue back there, so don't bother starting Matty Ice this weekend. Number two, Joe Burrow. Burrow is back off a ridiculous knee injury where he tore both his ACL and his MCL, and it still may be in the back of his head. All reports out of Bengals camp were about how the offense can't get on the same page, and the Bengals have one of the worst offensive lines in the game. On top of that, Minnesota gets back one of their best pass rushers in Daniel Hunter, and I think we might see the Vikings defense find itself again after a weird COVID season. And number three, sit Jameis Winston. If you've listened to this pod, you'll know that I have come on to Jameis Winston as of late, but this is just a terrible matchup. With the lack of weapons outside of Marquez Callaway, going against that stout defense, we can possibly see the 30 for 30 Winston with the interceptions. On top of all of that, the Saints have dealt with a great deal of distractions between the hurricane hit in New Orleans and forcing them to play this game away from home in Jacksonville. So Jameis Winston is a no-go for week one. Some running backs to start. Raheem Mostert and Trey Saramon. Doesn't matter. If you have either one, plug them in. The biggest mismatch of the weekend is that San Francisco offensive line versus that Detroit Lions defensive line. And I don't care if the 49ers do a quarterback carousel. They're going to run the hell out of the ball because that's what they always do. And I don't think there's anything Detroit can do to stop it. Number two, start Damian Harris. And just like the 49ers, the New England Patriots' biggest strength is running the football and running the football effectively. Just another monstrous mismatch between the Patriots offensive line versus that Dolphins front seven. With the Patriots starting quarterback Mac Jones, you better believe the Patriots are going to force feed their running backs and Damian Harris is first in line. Number three, start James Robinson. Last year's fantasy darling is back in the spotlight and has a very tasty matchup against the Houston Texans in week one. First of all, Anyone going against the Houston Texans this year will almost be a must start. And we've seen what James Robinson is capable of. I don't think Urban Meyer will give him the same amount of volume as he got last year. But just like Damian Harris, he is first in line. And here's a fun one to start. Kareem Hunt. Not only does Cleveland have the best offensive line in the league, but now... How about a little revenge for old Kareem the Dream as he faces off against his former team, the Kansas City Chiefs, after they cut him two years ago for his off-the-field issues? Obviously, Nick Chubb is a fantastic start this weekend, but as we all know, they love to put in Mr. Hunt inside the 20-yard line. Look for Kareem to hunt his way to the end zone at least once, if not twice. I have some brutal sits that you're not going to like. And like I said off the top of the pod, I'm never going to recommend you bench somebody like this, but it's a tough decision. And the guy I'm talking about is Saquon Barkley, my favorite running back this year. This one stings a bit, and he's one of my top guys. But he draws an absolute horrific matchup against the Broncos defense, who may be in contention for the best defense of the year. On top of that, we're getting reports that head coach Joe Judge may keep Barkley on a snap count to ensure his health. Again, like I said, he's a high-profile player. I'm not going to tell you to bench him. Just take this as a fair warning if you have other options on your bench. Hashtag robust running back draft strategy. Another running back to bench is running back Joe Mixon. To no one's surprise here. Everyone knows I don't like Joe Mixon and I never will. And just like with Joe Burrow, Mixon plays behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league and they're facing a Minnesota defense that will be a lot better than it was last season. 
it's most likely going to take a breakdown in coverage for Mixon to break out a big run and score. But realistically, I see him working really hard all day long to churn out nothing but two and three yards every time. Three other running backs that draw tough matchups, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss. All three running backs draw extremely tough competition. Sadly, another one of my favorite backs in David Montgomery has to go against Aaron Donald and that tough LA Rams defense. Josh Jacobs against that stout Baltimore defense where I actually like Kenyon Drake more in this position because the Raiders may find themselves playing from behind. And then in Buffalo, the Bills have always struggled to run the ball against most defenses. So Devin Singletary and Zach Moss going against one of the top defenses in the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to be a no-go for me, Pop. And finally, we move on to the wide receivers. Some wide receivers to start. Number one is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And just like Raheem Mostert, I'm expecting this offense to roll the Detroit defense. And both of these receivers are in prime position to dominate for your fantasy teams this weekend. I know I've been more in the Debo boat than the Ayuk boat, but we have to be honest and call it how it is. I love both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, so put them in your lineups. Number two, Odell Beckham Jr., Beckham draws a nice matchup from the Kansas City Chief Corners and Mike Hughes and Charvarius Ward. And after missing most of the season last year, he's back and healthy for at least this game. And something tells me he's itching to go. Keep in mind these guys that I'm mentioning, I don't necessarily like over the course of a season. This is all for week one, and I like the opportunity that presents itself for OBJ. Another solid start on my list is wide receiver Cooper Cup. Cup will draw the majority of his coverage in the slot from Bears slot corner Duke Shellett, where he should be able to take full advantage. With new quarterback Matthew Stafford set to make his debut at home in Los Angeles, we should see him target Cup quite often. Throughout Stafford's career, we've seen him tend to target the bigger body type receivers. Calvin Johnson, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones have all been favorite targets for Stafford. And who fits that mold the best on the Rams? Cooper Cup. So go ahead and fire him up. And last, another solid start this week is Corey Davis. He's a nice big bodied receiver for rookie quarterback Zach Wilson to rely on. Wilson has built nice chemistry with Davis throughout the camp because of the injuries to rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder's holdout. And plus, it's a nice matchup against that Panthers secondary. Now, some guys you're going to want to sit. Let's start off with Chase Claypool, another guy I'm not that high on this year. I know he looks the part. He's a big-bodied receiver that had made some good plays early on last year, but Claypool's production fell off hard at the end of the season. And the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers faced off against the Buffalo Bills, he was only able to reel in three catches for 15 yards. So I'm going to go and recommend you bench Chase Claypool. Another one to sit is Jamar Chase. If you drafted Jamar Chase, don't worry. But everything leading up to this day has not been good news when it comes to Chase. He had a lot of drops in the preseason, and the latest story has Chase claiming his drops are because he's having a hard time seeing the NFL ball? The college ball has two white stripes on it, and I guess he's having a hard time adjusting to the pro ball. So it seems like they may work him into the offense easy. And I think the guy to start here would be our guy T. Higgins or even Tyler Boyd. Another sit that breaks my heart is wide receiver Marquez Callaway. And again, anyone listening to this pod knows that I absolutely love Marquez Callaway. But we hit another roadblock here in week one. Just a terrible matchup for him against this Green Bay Packers secondary. Not just a bad matchup, but a severe lack of weapons around him to draw any of that defense away. The Pack will certainly focus their attention on taking Callaway out of the game and force Winston to beat them other ways. So we're going to go ahead and bench Marquez Callaway. And last, 
Another one that breaks my heart. Another one of our guys, Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. But unfortunately for him, he is expected to be blanketed by superstar cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And with Aaron Donald headhunting non-mobile quarterback Andy Dalton all night, it's going to be hard for him to get the ball out consistently to our guy, A-Rob. Why the Bears are starting Andy Dalton is beyond me. In my opinion, when you have a head coach on the hot seat like Matt Nagy, you don't play it safe with Dalton. You go all in with the quarterback you drafted in the first round, Justin Fields. It's hard to say to bench someone like A-Rob, but if you have better options on your bench, you might want to consider it. All right, and now it's time for something different, something new, and something I'm very excited about here on Fantasy NFL Today. It's time to lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Welcome to our brand new segment called Lock It Up. And if you're in the betting market, this is the segment you won't want to miss. I'll be giving you my top five picks for the week against the spread. And I'll be posting all my picks to my Twitter account at the Talking Sunday handle where you can follow along all season long. So just as a reminder before I get to my picks, I have two future bets in place. If you've been listening to the pod, you'll know that I already took the New England Patriots to win the AFC East at plus 350. It's my largest bet of the year so far. I just think that the Buffalo Bills with that 13-3 and record went on a little bit of a magical run, and they're going to come back down to earth. And on the other side, we have the New England Patriots who get half of their defense back that opted out for COVID-related reasons. They have the quarterback in place that they want now, and I think the Patriots return to that form of football that we're used to seeing them play. I also bet on the San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC West, and kind of like the New England Patriots, this team is fully healthy. They've been dealing with injuries over the last couple of seasons. It seems like everyone is a go, and we're going to see Kyle Shanahan play football the way Kyle Shanahan wants to play football. We're going to see the 49ers and that defense return to the level at which they were performing when they went to the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago. So two futures on the table with the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers winning their division. So let's get to the picks. All right, my first pick of the year is the Washington football team at a pick. Minus one or plus one, it doesn't matter. The Washington football team opens the season by welcoming crowd favorite Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers to FedEx Field. Riverboat Ron Rivera is fully submersed in his second go around with the football team and he finally has a competent quarterback at the helm. I'm seeing a big mismatch for the Chargers front seven as they should get pushed around in the run game from the Washington's offensive line, leaving big holes for budding star running back Antonio Gibson to have a big field day. I like what the Chargers are doing for the 2021 season, but we're talking about week one here. They have to travel all the way east for the early 1 p.m. game, and although that may not affect the team like it usually would in the middle of the season, it's still a far trip. Justin Herbert hasn't played in front of a full stadium with crowd noise yet since his rookie season was during a fanless COVID year. A little regression may be in store for the quarterback paired with a rookie head coach. Brandon Staley may pan out to be a good coach, but with all rookie coaches usually comes rocky starts. Running back Austin Eckler is dealing with hamstring issues already and may not play in this one. I love Washington in this game to take down those Los Angeles Superchargers. So open those books and put some cold, hard cash on the football team. Hail to the football team. My second pick of the week is the New England Patriots minus three. You already knew it. Have you seen Bill Belichick's record versus rookie or inexperienced quarterbacks? Because it's pretty good. How's a perfect 13-0 sound? Because that's his record at home in Foxborough when playing rooks. I know, 
I know, Tua isn't technically a rookie quarterback, but he's only played in nine games last season with the Dolphins and hasn't looked particularly good. Yeah, I heard all the hooting and hollering coming out of camp, but I also watched with my very own two eyes his performance in some of these preseason games. He still looks like a deer in the headlights, and like I said, this Patriots defense is getting a lot of their guys back that have opted out from that COVID season. There is not a snowball chance in hell that Tua Tungavailoa comes to Foxborough and outsmarts Bill Belichick and the evil empire. I get that the Patriots are starting Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback himself, but the dude is a well-oiled machine coming out of Alabama. Belichick wouldn't have made the decision if he wasn't confident. Playing in Foxborough is no easy task, especially with the crowd backing their pats at full capacity again. I get it. The Dolphins are that fun, shiny toy everyone wants to play with, but they're not ready. Take the pats minus three. My third pick for week one is the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. I've been touting this team all summer long and I'm not backing down now. I like everything this Jets team has done during the offseason. You have to erase, erase the Adam Gase era completely out of your brains because this team is completely different. They've implemented the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur offense as Mike LaFleur takes over the offensive coordinator duties. They've drafted Zach Wilson to be their franchise quarterback, who in my opinion will be the best in the class and new head coach Robert Salah is bringing over that tenacious San Francisco 49ers defensive scheme to help boost that side of the ball. I think the Jets have the potential to catch Carolina flat-footed and possibly blow the doors off. I'm not buying into any of this Sam Darnold hype that he was held back by Adam Gase. I'm still in the firm belief that he simply can't play and is nothing more than a viable backup quarterback in the NFL. The guy wasn't even good in college, so I'm not buying it until I see it. I'll take any points against any team going against the Carolina Panthers, and four and a half is such a sweet number to have for a team with a lot of potential. So go ahead and lock in gang green. With my fourth pick, I want to stay here with the Jets and Panthers for a moment. Even though I'm down on Sam Darnold, it doesn't mean that this game can't go over the total of 44 points. I like the over in this game of 44. I'm seeing nice matchups across the entire field. The Jets rushing attack, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Jamison Crowder if he plays, Corey Davis, and even Keelan Cole has a nice matchup. If Crowder doesn't play, don't worry about it because Mighty Mouse is coming to the rescue. My guy Elijah Moore should see significant time on the field and I think there should be enough scoring to go over the 44 point total. No one is scared of that Carolina Panthers defense and although the Jets defense should be improved, it's still a work in progress here in week one. So go ahead and lock in that over. And my last pick is a little bit of a doozy, the loss Vegas Raiders at plus four and a half. This one sounds crazy and doesn't make much sense, but neither does John Gruden. This is your classic, classic Raider game right here. We see it every single year. The Raiders come out against a good team like the Kansas City Chiefs, take them down only to go on the following week and lose to a team like the Jaguars. And what bigger stage than prime Time, Monday Night Football in your hometown of Las Vegas as the new stadium debuts their first game with fans. The stadium will most likely be at full capacity and absolutely ripping. And who the hell knows who will be the raving starting running back? I mean, three of them at this point have now gone down with season-ending injuries. We know Lamar Jackson has issues throwing the ball outside the numbers, and it seems like the league is finally catching up to him as well in the run game. With no viable running back and a lack of receiver talent, I can see the Raiders possibly winning this one outright. Another sweet number here with the plus four and a half. And I know this is a hard one to back with cold, hard cash. 
but those are usually the ones you want. Scared money doesn't make money. So go ahead and take the points with the Raiders. All right, well, those are my top five picks for the weekend, and I'm feeling pretty confident about them. To recap, I like the Washington football team anywhere from minus one to plus one. The New England Patriots minus the three points at home. The New York Jets plus four and a half and the over in that game at 44. And the Las Vegas Raiders to debut that brand new stadium with fans at plus four and a half. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for. My next guest is as good as they come in this business. I mean, this guy has been picking winners since the mid-1970s. We're talking years and years of experience here. Just an absolute expert when it comes to the betting market. And on this pod, we will pay respect to this man. He is a made man here on this pod. As the old school Italian mafiosos once said, the boss... Oh, Nikki Bada Bing, boss man, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for that uh, rousing intro. I appreciate that. Uh, got a long line here of uh, wisdom that I've earned over the past 50 years uh, playing this wonderful game of sports and betting. From 10 cent numbers from grandma days at the St. Anne's Club to Uncle Frank and the Harness Horses, the Freehold, to my own gambling career and work career and back to being a player now so there's a plenty of wisdom to draw from there you go but boss before we get to your top three picks this weekend let's fill in the listeners i know you just started to give a little bit of your background but let's get a little more background let's go to the roots so to say you know where the boss man grew up how it all started you know and what really drew you into this world and kept you here for all these years well it was um kind of born into you uh as a Living outside of Philly in Bucks County, been that way for 300 years around here. And, uh, you know, you grew up in a house where uh, a bunch of Italians and uh, sort of like a Bronx tale, uh, <laughs> yeah. Philly style. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, back then, the, you know, the grandma would give me a list of her numbers and I would have to run over to the club to the main man in town. Back then, of course, cell phones didn't exist. It was all on paper with the flash paper and fun stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I just grew up with it in, in my blood. And uh, from there, it was over to Freehold Raceway uh, with uh, my uncle having 25 horses. And uh, so that version of betting, I'm well tuned into. Still player. Uh, was a horse owner at one time. And it's just all part of the betting family. And uh, then, of course, in the 70s, Football, awesome, king. In right. Television, uh, Monday Night Football with Harry Cosell. Just, oh, I'm getting chills now talking about it. Uh, <laughs> and um, it was, uh, then became, a. I was a player. Uh-huh. Uh, and then had the opportunity to work for the man. And that's where I gained a lot of wisdom, understanding that uh, the general public will be wrong. <laughs> if everyone is saying something don't be afraid to go the other way. Exactly, exactly. Well, there you go. I mean, you are truly embedded in this business pretty much. I mean, you worked for the man, like you said, you've been a player for all of these years. So there you have it. I mean, you can see right now we are dealing with one of the best in the business. I've only been a player in this game since my early college days back in the early 2000s. So very minuscule compared to the boss right here on the pod. Uh, and honestly, if you're going to follow anyone's advice when it comes to the betting market on this pod or anywhere else for that matter, I mean, this is your guy. So with that, let's get down to the business. Let's take a ride, scan the board and hopefully whack the books here early. Let's get out to that fast start. So boss, let's do this. I want you to give the audience your top three bets for the weekend week one of the 2021 nfl regular season it could be against the spread total a money line parlay or teaser whatever you like your best three but here's the thing let's start in reverse order meaning we'll start with your weakest play at three and we'll work our way up to your best bet the best play of the weekend will be last 
So what are we looking at here for pick number three? Well, invoke, invoking my uh, years of wisdom, you know, I, I'm, I love home dogs. I, I really like home doggies. They bark all the time. And <laughs> uh, right now the line's fluctuating between one and minus one, but I'm counting Washington as a home dog. And the line's probably going to swing over to Wash minus one, one and a half, something like that. But right now they're a dog. And I'm going with Wash versus the rookie head coach coming from the West Coast with the Chargers. Everyone knows about that myth and theory about the West Coast teams coming East. Mm -hmm. uh, along with, uh, as I said, I got a rookie head coach for the Chargers against the Washington defense, which is going to surprise a lot of people. And I just think their defense at home Jones in coming off the pandemic year with fans there. Um, yes, A Bear is pretty good, but coming to the West Coast with a rookie head coach against Washington fans, against that Washington defense, they're going down. I love Wash at home. I, I love that that's your third pick and your and your weakest actually, which is still a very strong play because I have Washington as one of my picks. I also, you know, that running back for the Chargers already has a hamstring issue as well. So, you know, he goes down. We're looking at a we're looking at a, a bleak running back by committee there for the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. So love that pick. Let's move on to your second best bet of the weekend. Fire away. Well, the second one is New England versus Miami. Okay. New England New England owns them at home. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're eight and one in the last nine. Then you throw in, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. The rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. But damn, did he look good. Oh, yeah. And, and Belichick isn't going to start a rookie quarterback unless he's got 100% faith in the guy. And we're going against Tua, however you say his last name. Tag Tua Tunga Vailoa. And he, yeah, that he, guy. he plays like a deer in the headlights. Uh, you know, and... I think and Patricia's back defending for New England, right? He's the he's back coaching. I think he is a an assistant head coach slash defensive advisor, if I'm not mistaken. So they're gonna flubux this kid big time at home and a little minus three, New England at home, winning by a field goal with the kid from Alabama putting on a show. Uh looks like a lock to me. I'm right. a big New England guy this weekend. I like New England. I actually have a future bet on New England to win the AFC East at plus 360. I know Buffalo's still in that division, but you know, I got to I got to imagine that they're coming back to earth with that 13 and 3, but I love the pick here at, with New England as well. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick's record against rookie or inexperienced quarterbacks. Remember, Tua hasn't even played a full season with the Dolphins. He was going in and out last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just, yeah, they're going to absolutely confuse the hell out of this kid. The three, the three is kind of, I, I liked it when it was two a couple weeks ago, but the three, you know, kind of puts me off. But again, you're the expert. I love, I do like the pick still, but the three just, you know, keeps me a little away with that push there. So if I could add one little tidbit here on the side, you got to pay attention to lines, mm -hmm. okay? The lines talk to you, okay? One little bit of wisdom I'll toss out in general. If you're looking at your lines and you're going, how can that only be a four? That's telling you something. Right. Pay attention to what you're asking yourself and go with your first instinct when that happens. Right. I can, I completely agree with that. That's always the very first thing I'll do going into, you know, the next week on a Tuesday morning and looking at these lines. The very first thing I'll do is just scan and my instant, you know, guttural reaction when I see a line that jumps out at me that just seems too easy. You know, that's when the, what you're speaking to, you know, you got to jump on the other side, you know, 90% of the time there or, you know, or something else is not right behind the scenes. Right. And they know they know ahead of time. And uh, I'm sorry to digress here on you, Anthony, but no, you're another, good. Little, another little bit of my wisdom is from the mid-70s, uh -huh. printing football pools when we would do the football tickets. If okay. anything, if you, you millennials probably don't know that, but back in the day, there were football tickets. And 
I had an uncle who was printing them. Nine o'clock Sunday night, we get the phone call with the lines, and by midnight, we had them all printed and ready to be picked up. Okay. So that early line that came out on Sunday night was always amazed me how the games just got over and they had lines. There's a formula out there that they're just plugging numbers in to come up with that line. Oh, yeah. So, they... so those line moves that happen during the week are meaningful. Pay attention to those line moves. Right, and, where, and, the, and the line movement usually has to do with how much money is being placed on one side, correct? Typically, that's what drives the line, yes. Or, as you said, a key injury occurs. Right. Okay, so, so, so far we're dealing with the Washington football team at minus one to a pick here, or plus one. Uh, the New England Patriots at minus three. And finally, the best bet of the weekend. And I'm telling you right now, whatever this is, I'm laying it. I'll be taking action on all of your best bets this season. So I'm excited for this one. What do we got? Well, uh, I appreciate your confidence. Uh, it is a total play. And, okay. And, and in the New England, I'm sorry, in the Tennessee, Arizona game, it's an over. It's going to be an over. Okay. For those of you who like stats, Tennessee, in their last 14 at-home regular season games, the over is 12-2. and two. I don't know that I can beat that stat. So, with Kyle Murray, and now don't forget, Tennessee has Julio Jones, mm-hmm. along with uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, and and those, those two have fantastic matchups against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend, too. Right. So... I don't see how that game stays under. I, the last time I looked at total, I think it was a low 50 number, like a 52, I think. Right. And um, get on that one early because that's only going to go up. It may be 54 by the time the game kicks off. Now, that's another game that you have a West Coast team traveling east and slate it for that early slot, that 1 p.m. game as well. Does that factor into the total at all? Well, to me, Arizona's not a true West Coaster, and we're not coming to the East Coast. You're coming to Tennessee. Okay. That's, okay? Yeah, so, good point. To me, that really doesn't qualify as a West Coast team coming fully East. Okay. So that, that was not a factor in my decision uh, to make Tennessee over uh, my best friend of the weekend. So, and, and, and another little piece of, 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 of my years of wisdom is, listen, it's really hard to bet under. <laughs> you yeah. got to have some balls to bet under nowadays. Yeah. Um, betting the under just sucks. It just sucks because you can you can literally lose the game at any point uh, during the game. Whereas the over, you know, you might in some points cover the over by the by halftime or, you know, the third quarter. So, and the over is just right. more fun to root for. So, yeah, it always is. And last two minutes and a half always scoring last two minutes of the game there's always scoring so but i will give you this one last little tidbit of wisdom okay in my 50 years Go when for that it. line comes when that total line comes out at 41 and a half and it stays there all week long bet the under hand over <laughs> fist get on the under at 41 and a half if it moved to that or if it moved down to that not that's not a play when it comes out at 41 and a half and stays that way up to game time put the mortgage on the under put the mortgage on the under okay so you're saying if the the line comes out you know early tuesday morning or monday morning whatever it is and we're and it doesn't move all the way through the weekend up till sunday that's a strong indicator that the under is most likely going to cover that 41 and a half get on the under as long as it stayed steady all week long. If it was 40 and it moved up to that, or it was 42, moved down, no play. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, again, a recap. We have the Washington football team at a pick or somewhere around the one, depending on where that lands. We have the New England Patriots as minus three is the second best bet. And we have the Tennessee-Arizona Cardinals over the 52 or 51 and a half, depending on where you're booking these bets. I like all three of these. I was actually looking at that Tennessee and Arizona over yesterday. I was just a little concerned about the pressure um, along that Tennessee offensive line with Tannehill and the new offensive coordinator. That was the only thing giving me pause. But 
I do like that bet a lot. I will be taking that. Like I said, I'm going to be taking all of your best bets this this year on this pod. Thank you for allowing me, me to digress and impart some of the wisdom I've uh, gained over the last 50 years of being a player and being the guy on the other side of the phone who you're calling and putting him in with. So. <laughs> Listen, to have somebody like you on this pod, I mean, it's a great, knowledgeable well of information for everybody that listens to this pod. You know, even myself, I'm still learning. I've been doing it for, I don't know, maybe – 15 to 20 years now, but I still feel like there's something new to learn every single year. But hey, before you go, um, I wanted to get your opinion on this to another piece of wisdom. If I could pick your brain here real quick. I try to live under the motto of it's a marathon, not a sprint, meaning that if you plan to bet against the market all season long, like myself, that money management is really the key to not burning out and going broke, you know, so quickly. So do you have any type of money management for the listeners primarily over the course of a season and actually here in week one? Because, you know, week one, as you know, it could be pretty tri tricky with all the changes that have occurred over the offseason. Well, listen, um, you're right. The first three weeks of the NFL season got to get ironed out. And Vegas will sharpen up their lines by week three. You got to get them week one and two. Okay. But as far as the money management goes... If you can stay steady, Eddie, mm -hmm. that's your best course of action to get through the whole season. Now, now, every now and then, not these first couple of weeks. Don't do it the first couple of weeks. But <laughs> once the season gets into weeks, you know, four and above, and you're going to have a strong feeling about something, go ahead. Double up a little bit on that one. Right. Uh, so what what I try to do is at least early on, you know, just go. I We go a lot of people that are nowadays, they call them. I'm sure you know this one. Like I bet one unit or two units or three units. So I try to keep my units consistent until exactly what you were just talking about, because it happens every single year. There's always two or three games. You just get the gut guttural feeling that this is the one. And then you just that's the one you actually like take your chance and bomb away, you know, if if you can, but not to force it, obviously. But I think right. a lot of people right. get in trouble when they chase. So I lose three games in the early in, in the, uh, you know, the early afternoon slate. And then I go into the next game and I'm heated and I try to win all that money back, chase it. And then, you know, that one loses too. you know, there's always going to be weekends where you just shit the bed completely and go, you know, two and eight. It literally just happened to me in college football this last weekend. I went two and eight. How bad is that? Yeah, so <laughs> that, that's going to happen. But that's why you have to be, especially on these early weeks of being steady Eddie. Mm hmm. You know, go steady, be even-minded for these first three weeks. Week four, now the lines are right. Now you got all your information. You see who the surprises are. You see who the good quarterbacks are. Mm -hmm. You see what defense is going to shut them down. You're, you're going to have much more success from weeks four through as opposed to weeks one, two, three. And another, this reminds me of another little parting wisdom knowledge scared money if you're betting with scared money you're going down exactly a hundred yeah a hundred and ten percent last year i'll never forget i was i was down the most i've been down in a long time i won't say the amount <laughs> but if i played scared like you're like you're saying i would have never bounced back i ended up finishing i think the nfl season up you know and i'm only a hundred dollar better per game you know, 50, 100, sometimes, you know, 250 if I really like the game. Right. I ended up finishing the season up $3,000, but I was down a lot, let me yes. tell you. And it was right after the, the uh, New England Patriots-Seattle game when Cam Newton got stopped on the one. That's the game I lost a lot of money on. So, but that was the first time I realized, like, even when you're down, you can't get, you can't get depressed. You can't, you really can't quit because if you quit, the books win. They do. If you, that's exactly what they want. They want you to get crushed. They want you to chase. And then they want you to get, you know, depressed about losing all your money. You pay the book. Oh, I'm never doing this again. I'm done. I'm done forever. <laughs> but you'll be back next year. You know that. Yeah. There, there, there's going to be some bad beats, you know, mm -hmm. um, when Kyle Murray throws that Hail Mary and DeAndre Hopkins makes an incredible pick in the end zone. Right. You know, there's going to be some bad beats that you're going to be experiencing. But don't get downhearted because it's going to even out. 
It does. And it's going to come back around, and you're going to be on the side that gets the Hail Mary win. Yep. So, it always happens. You always have those days. It's always on the other side, too. You know, last year, I think I went a day. I'm not even kidding. I think I went 10-0. and 0. It was yep. just ridiculous, the things that were happening. I think I had an over bet at 54, and right. it was like, I think the total at halftime was like 22 or something like that. Just It was just done. I had no yep. shot, but th- that game just went bonkers in the second half, and I covered. I was like, this is the day. This is the miracle day. Yep. So, so, And I got I, – I, I'm sorry. Just, I, I got another little wisdom tidbit here. Go for um, it. Oh, I want all the wisdom. <laughs> Wait, if, if it's a TV game and your side's losing – Go to the no-look theory. <laughs> Shut the damn game off. Put something else on. <laughs> and then go back to it in the fourth quarter and see what's happening. You know, that I actually tried that with college football this, this last week, and I shut the game off, and then my team would start coming back, and then I would turn it back on, touch down other team right away. I'm like, God, Okay, God so damn. stop looking. <laughs> All the superstitions that come with this this field are just absolutely insane. But yeah, that karma is there and it, and it, and it does mean something. Right. So, all but, right. All right, boss. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod and blessing everyone with your extensive knowledge in the field. Again, having someone like you is a huge upper hand, a little advantage for myself and the listeners. And, you know, hopefully we'll be hearing from you all season long here on Friday's episode in this uh, lovely segment. We just started called lock it up. Hey, and uh, you know, hope we can keep, hopefully we can keep people on the plus side of life. Yeah, let's let's do that. Hey, I'm going to be keeping the uh, the the overall tally here during the season too. So very good. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Appreciate the opportunity to share the wisdom. You got it. Welcome to our new segment, Turtle Power on Fantasy NFL Today. And the reason why it's called Turtle Power is because the three guests that I'm about to introduce to you, plus myself, are on a team called the Turtles. It's basically named after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, representing the four of us on one team. And our team is one of many in a large pool with over 300 other teams in the contest. And this contest is very similar to how Las Vegas runs their annual Super Contest, For those of you not familiar with the Super Contest, what we have to do is basically pick four games each week against the spread, and then based upon how your team finishes in the rankings at the end, your team could win a lot of money. For our contest, I believe the top 10% usually get paid out, and last year we actually came in seventh place, so we are going for the gold again. Isn't that right, boys? Yes, sir. We are, we are. Let's go. Let's go, Turtles. So let's go around the horn real <laughs> quick. Right. So let's go around the horn real quick and introduce everybody. First, we have the reincarnated William Brown. You may have heard of him before on the pod with the New England Patriots episode and more recently the mock draft episode. He's currently reflecting and making minor tweaks to better his overall life and goals. Say hi, Billy. Hey there. <laughs> Minor tweaks, picking up Tyson Williams for a cheap fab buck, and ready to go. There, there we have, and next we have new money, Elliot Armstrong, who's a longtime bud of mine, plays in a fantasy league with me, and is currently in the process of building his very own golf cart empire out in Los Angeles. Say hi, Elliot. What's up, guys? (laughs) And last, we have the wild card himself, a pioneer digital warrior by night, but a lackadaisical fella by day. He is also a longtime friend of mine, dating all the way back to 2005, a professional poker player and a very avid uh, fantasy player himself. Say hi, Peter. Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. All right, they're all the boys, and these are this is my crew in this contest. And now that everyone has said hi, let's get to the picks. Now, the way we decide who picks first each week is through a random computer race we run weekly. I happen to win the race this week, so I will pick first. An important side note here with the first pick is that it's very important because whoever gets the first pick is also in charge of the best bet. If there are any ties within the standings of this contest, the tiebreaker goes to the best bet record. 
So a lot of pressure on me with this first pick here in week one, but someone has to do it. Mr. Anthony. Let's go, Anthony. Best bet is All right, important. boys. All right, well, here's the pick, boys. The moment you've all been waiting for. I was between a couple picks. I'm sure you're all aware of that, but I finally settled on this very special team here. And the team I'm talking about is the Washington football team at the wow. current line wow. of a pick. Yes, wow. Chase Young and that Fast and Furious defense welcome in Justin Herbert and the Chargers. The Chargers make the trip all the way east for that early game. I know that's probably not as big as a factor as if this game was to be played in the middle of the season. But I had this game at about a neutral I had this game at a pick if it were to be played on a neutral field, so I'm factoring a little bit of home field advantage here. Um, I think Justin Herbert should show some regression. You know, he hasn't played in front of a full, packed stadium his rookie year. He had the COVID year. I like the new— Wait, hold on, Anther. If you if you had it as a pick on a neutral field, why wouldn't you just go with a, a team that had a bigger spread? What— what do you, what do you, you like? Want to, do you want to make this hard for us? Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> you you said you had to add a pick if it was on a neutral field. It's yes. in Washington because it's the Redskins. And it's a, a it's a pick 'em, and Washington's home. I know, but you you're saying it's going to be an even game. He's putting weight on the home crowd. The Redskins. You have to factor in the home field advantage, and the team is coming from west to east coast. So I don't. Right. Why I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Hey, it's a coin flip. A that game's a coin Ellie, flip. You're showing the crowd how little you know about this already. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, let me just finish up my my. Uh, I love myself some here. Justin Hervey. I do, I do like the new coaching staff that the Chargers put in place, but with new coaching staff comes growing pains at least early on in the season. Their star running back, Austin Eckler, is already dealing with hamstring issues that, that might hinder him, and he might not even play. Give me Ron Rivera play. in his second year with Washington. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the competent quarterback, the strong, the strong okay. rushing attack with Antonio Gibson and the emerging three-year breakout star, scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, so with that, my best bet, pick number one for the Turtles is the Washington eh, football team. Eh, what about Curtis Samuel's injury? Doesn't worry you? Doesn't worry me at all. I'm actually excited to see what Diami is going to get on the field. To the table. Is Diami going to get on the field? I want. I want to show you fuckers. Are we allowed, we're allowed to curse on this? You fucks. I was texting. Whoa, whoa, that's a dick pic. Get it off. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This one right here. Yeah, he was going to pick Washington. Well, that was one of his picks. Washington Will was, was my talking pick. to me about. I was. Was that going to be it? Yeah, I was. Washington would have been the pick. I yeah. had Chargers. That's why. Oh that's gosh. why I said there wasn't a difference between the books we were using. They were both at a pick. I still like it at, wow. at minus one or even plus one too. So, Washington was the pick. So, what's the I official agree. line on the game? The game. Uh, the official, yeah, the official but, line right now is a pick. All right. So you got Washington as no, a pick. Not, as our it's best minus bet. one, Ant. Okay, minus one. That's fine too. I like them to. Are I we... like them to win the game outright, and you know it should be more than one. All right. Let Let's go to well, just... what is. What Will's? What's Will's pick? Okay, so so. <laughs> well, now that my first choice is off the table. Well, you didn't have a second. <laughs> you you had, a sec you had a second, but were you? I thought, I thought I was showing you on the phone. I had Washington Wait, lined we're up. We're going up Brett's. We're going up Brett's lines, right? Brett's so, lines. It's minus yeah. one. All right, Billy. Okay. So Washington is off Brett, the table. Shout out, Mikey. Shout out, notmybookie.com, but mybookie.com name's Brett. So. Our bookie. Our bookie.com. Name's Brett. <laughs> Name's Brett. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going Washington, but I got one obviously in the chamber ready to go. Um, Don't do it to us. In case we were on the same mindset. Now, Pete already knows where this is going. Because where we are going this weekend, maybe down Grab. to the old south, where the sap just drips a little slower, and you got to. <laughs> See how them boys run that ball and throw them touchdowns. I'm talking the deep south in Hotlanta. Falcons Woo! minus three over the Eagles. Uh, no. We're partners. going there this weekend. Fucking go! So emotional. Kyle Pitts is going to run fucking laps around those linebackers. They uh, Dan, Dan, uh, we got Dan Peeves' defense is going to be holding holding that 
Eagles uh, offense to some, you know, disappointing uh, production. Jalen Hurts got to come out and play with no crowd noise this whole year. We got Atlanta's going to be fired up going into this game. Let's go. I, I got Falcons minus three. I think they win it by at least a touchdown, probably close to ten. I think the Eagles. Uh, we have a side bet, Ant and I. I think the Eagles are going to be worse than the the worst team in that division by far. They're they're doomed. They stink. Now we got to root for Atlanta, and we're going there to watch the Eagles game this weekend. Yeah, I hate to see it, folks. Now, now, Will, does that does it affect your decision if when the line comes out in our contest and the Falcons are minus three and a half or four? No, I'm not going to go chase. I I. I, I'm not chasing the. Uh, I'm not chasing that half. No, it's it's uh, the what. We haven't done this in a while. What's that called? That little bump. The hook. The hook. Yeah. The hook. Not chasing the hook. Oh man, hook. we gotta get the terminology <laughs> back. Jeez. All not right. Chasing the okay, hook. so we. Um, okay, so we have the Washington football team at a pick. The Atlanta Falcons minus three, and, and I believe next three. on deck we have Elliot. Elliot, what is no, your pick? No, I'm next. No, it's Peter. I'm oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. Peter Malcoon, what is your pick? <laughs> I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers, folks, against the Detroit Ooh. Lions, minus seven and a half. I'm loving wow. how Jimmy G's been progressing. I think he's got a little more fire now that Trey Lance is battling him for the job. So I think he's going to come out hot, and they're going to run the ball down Detroit's throat because that's what they do best. And I don't, I don't hate that Swift wasn't like fully in shape. They were saying so. I don't know what his workload's going to be. I think that. Uh, He's not going to get as many touches as he would normally get. So that's good also. And we got Jared Goof, which I I mean, it's his his first season in a new team. So he doesn't really have any chemistry built yet. So I just think they're going to get demolished. I don't know for all those reasons. Nick Bosa is also coming back from injury. So stingy defense. It's going to be tough to score on San Fran running and passing, I think so. I, I have to agree with you on paper. Everything you're saying sounds a hundred percent logical. It's just when I look at this, when I look at this spread, I'm sure Will of of all people might agree with me. Home dogs, home dogs over a touchdown. It's home dogs it's, over a touchdown are hard to cover, and it just seems it seems like a very square bet. But hey, this is what made us good last year. We have some squares. We have some quote unquote sharps. Whatever well, you want to make of that, but. If you so want here, to tell the fans at home who had the best record last year, <laughs> <laughs> he's not I wrong, mean. folks. He's not wrong. He did have the best record there. So Pete, Pete brings us in with the third pick being the San Francisco 49ers minus seven and a half on the road against the Detroit Lions. And last but not least, bring it home for us, Ellie. You're the anchor. I'm What's curious. the pick? All right. Well, first off, let me apologize for hooting and hollering earlier because I just realized I was like, why wouldn't you pick it if it was – didn't realize we were doing spreads here for a second. It's been a whole year, <laughs> and now that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, so wow. Everything I said prior to this. Um, it's total time, okay, all right. So my, my, my pick is I'm going Seahawks minus three versus the Colts. Wow. And I don't have a reason. I never do. I'm not a nerd. I'm not like, well, it's this projection of that. Thanks. I don't care. It feels right. It feels good. Seahawks minus three. Lock it in, Anther. Name's Elliot. Elliot's audience is the people that play your podcast by accident and it gets locked on there and they have to listen to it. They're like, oh, somebody's standing up against the nerds. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, I, I had it at minus three when I looked, but okay. I didn't realize it were. Using... I saw. I so saw. What is it? What is it on Brett's? I just saw a couple lines. I saw two and a it's, half as well somewhere. It's That's great. It, That's even better it's for me. Seattle. It's Seattle minus three right now, and I don't hate that okay. pick at all. I was actually thinking Colts when I first started this process, but the Colts have two of their top offensive linemen that might not play. And is and... Carson really healthy? Yeah, I probably yeah. And on top of it, yeah, all the drama with Carson Wentz going on with the with the vaccine and all that stuff. It just seems like a, a mess in, in Indy. So I do like that pick, Ellie. I like the Seahawks minus three there. Thank you, man. Oh, and also our, our food just got here, Pete. Got here early. Nice. Philly's best. Cool. And this right. game and this game just started back up, so All right. Well all right you guys you guys can jump off i'm just gonna finish this i guess all right thanks Anthony. we'll see you next week week.
Let's go! 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 let us but not to worry, I'll be tweeting out all of our final picks once the submission deadline passes on Friday night. Well, that's our show for today. I hope everyone enjoys their first football weekend of the NFL regular season. Make sure you set those lineups, place your bets, and as always, bet responsibly. Don't go chasing and doing something stupid. And we will be back here on Monday for some instant reactions and just to talk about all the mayhem that went on. So until then, we will see you next week.